In Romans chapter 12, St. Paul exhorts us to not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may prove what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So our first guest today on Crested in the Afternoon is Rachel Herbeck. She is the Director of Young Adult Discipleship for Renewal Ministries. She got her uh, education from the University of St. Thomas in St. Paul, Minnesota. She speaks all over the United States and Canada to youth and young adults and other adults, too, about Jesus and all things uh, related to Scripture (laughs) and discipleship. She's based here in Ann Arbor, and she's a good friend of mine. Rachel, welcome to Crested in the Afternoon. Thanks for having me, Pete. So let's dive into Romans 12. St. Paul says, we are not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Rachel, how do you understand that passage? You know, I think it's interesting because we talk a lot about transformation in the Christian life and conversion and growth and all those things. And I think it's very interesting that Paul says in Romans 12, he says, be transformed. And then he says, by, which is an indication that the word is about to tell us exactly how we're transformed by the renewal of your mind. And so it's really interesting because it's kind of like not a natural thing that we might say. You know, we'd be like, be transformed by working really hard. Mm. Be transformed by being the best you can be. Be transformed by being the holiest person, you know, but be transformed by renewing your mind. So there's this like, right in Romans 12, Paul's telling us, one, exactly how to do it and how important renewal of the mind is because it tells us two things. If you need to renew something, that means that the state that it's that it originates in isn't the state that it should be in, hmm. right? So it means it needs to change. And so he's telling us your human mind needs to be renewed. And when your human mind is renewed, that's actually when you become transformed. Hmm. You know, so I think we kind of like slough it off as like, well, the power of positive thinking or different things like that. But that's actually not what St. Paul is talking about at all. He's actually talking about a renewal process of your mind, which includes your thoughts, which includes your thought patterns, which produce behavior, all of those things. And he's saying that is how you trans- be- that's how you become transformed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's no question, too, that within the scriptural context, the, the concept of our mind is very closely related to our will in our desires and our passions. And Paul is trying to help, uh, you know, the Romans here understand that that proper ordering of loves, that proper mm-hmm. ordering of our, our will, our passions, our desires, all of which under the Lordship of Jesus, because he even starts the chapter 12 with offering your bodies as a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's starting with this kind of climbing on the altar. And as we surrender to the Lord, he, he brings about a transformation in us mm-hmm. that is not just a physical one and not just a spiritual one but an integrated mm-hmm. whole where he's he's really producing something new in us. Right. Yeah. And I think to if you think about it and say like you can cuz as Catholics we're about doing things, right? We like the yeah. t- we like tangible things, we like practical things. You can only do something a certain amount of times. Like you can't you can do something but you can't do it with consistency if your mind is not leading it. And so, like, I can wake up, just like a very, like, secular example, I can wake up to my alarm on pure grit a couple of times, but if actually my mind isn't leading my behavior on that and isn't transformed 
in like doing this new habit, then I can't actually have a consistency of behavior. I can't, I can have a consistency of the will without a renewal of my mind. And mm-hmm. that's why so often we have a frustration in the spiritual life because we rely on grit which we need, you know, like we need that, but under cooperation of the spirit, which renews your mind. Mm-hmm. And I know you've, you've spent a lot of time relating to, we'll just call them the younger generations, <laughs> even though we both like to think we're still in the younger generations. But one of the things you mentioned was this idea of kind of being renewed even, or be driven by the power of positive thinking, or mm-hmm. there's, there's just a lot out there right now in secular culture about their version of a renewed mind. Right. And I wonder, could you make the distinction, help us understand the difference between the Christian understanding of a renewed mind that Paul's talking about Mm -hmm. here and what you've encountered? Because whether you're an older person, you're like, I don't know what Rachel's talking about. I promise you all the young people in your life have been coming up against, whether in social media or in their friend circles, this idea of the various ways that the secular world is trying to talk about a renewed mind. Yeah, yeah. So I would say the... First of all, both the goals and the origin are completely different. And so in Christianity, the renewal of the mind is part of the larger renewal of the man, Mm. right? And so St. Paul talks about, which we can point to earlier, he talks about as a Christian, and even John says this in in the first uh, chapter of John, like you are now, a Christian is born of God, you know, not by the flesh, not by the will of man, but is now born of God. And so as a baptized believer, you are now renewed and washed, you're regenerated. And so you've tr- you've passed from being the old man to the new man. You're not actually pass you're not actually passing. You're not caught between hmm. these two things. Like because you've been baptized and because Christ has died, you have died to sin with Christ. And that's actually just the gospel, you know, like that's actually just why we're here. And so your whole process of life is a transformation in Christ to become what he's already made you Mm. through his death and resurrection. And so it's like you're growing up into, it's like a, when like a little boy tries on his dad's coat in a way, like, Mm -hmm. and say the dad's given it to him or something, or wears his dad's shoes. It's like, they might feel too big, but we're, we're growing into the garment that already belongs belongs to us, you know? Mm-hmm. And so all the new age stuff, it just pulls on the things that are attractive to to um to us from that while putting putting aside the whole conversation about we actually need to die, mm-hmm. you know? And so it makes the new age thing and the power of positive thinking is I want to think differently so that I can bear fruit for myself so that I can get what I want so that I can get what I need. And so I be, I'm the origin and I'm the result, mm. you know, whereas opposed to in the gospel, right? Paul says we're offering ourselves like the center of becoming renewed is actually dying. You know, it's dying to the old man. It's that death to self and being like it says, Christ has died once and for all and he's died to sin. And so if Christ is dead to sin, consider yourself dead to sin and alive to Christ. Mm. Right. And so we're, we're actually in a process of like we've died. We've already risen with Christ, you know, even though we have the final resurrection and he's the origin and he's the end. And whatever fruit he wants to bear in between through that renewal process is up to him, you yeah. know? Yeah, very good. You uh, sent me a text actually yesterday talking about this and in it included some, you know, very practical application of, okay, so somebody's listening and they're saying, okay, Rachel, this sounds great. 
Mm-hmm. I want a renewed mind. Yeah. I don't want to be caught up in the winds of the world, the right. spirit of the age. I want to I want to think like Jesus. Mm-hmm. I want to live like Jesus. But what does that actually look like? Right. How do how do we take tangible steps for this? And and you sent me a text with a little, you know, a little breakdown. And so I wonder with the you know, few minutes we have mm-hmm. left in this segment to just kind of do a little overview of what can we tangibly do to start to live this way? Right. So I would say um, to not to get caught in the Catholic sure. to do, yeah. you know, but yeah, to to preface these um, kind of practical things, I would say is to say like we just talked about, like through your baptism, you have actually been given the nature of Christ. Yeah. You know, like you have that's what you've been given, and so all of this is like a process to actually take hold of that nature and to have the Holy Spirit like actually reveal to you who Jesus is. And so it's like we can actually do practices and we can know we can know what Jesus was like and we can know the things that he did and we can know what his characteristics are and all of those things are already accessible to us mm-hmm. in terms of the way that we're able to live. And so to be able that's even part of renewing our mind is to think of ourselves like that. And so I mean the first thing is you have to read the scriptures. Like we have to read the scriptures. The purpose of the scriptures is to, for the Holy Spirit to reveal Jesus to us, you know, and we can't know Jesus apart from the scriptures. And if I can't know Jesus, then I can't even know myself, you know? So it's like, if I'm going to renew my mind, I have to have a standard by which I'm renewing it because I have to have something, I have to have input, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about outside of the mass. It's amazing. We need to feed, to feast on the word and the mass, but we need to feast on it in our bedrooms, in our prayer times, you know, like in our little rocking chairs in the living room, wherever it is, like with our coffee, because it shows us who we are. Like that passage we we're just talking about, like take the, that passage from Rom- Romans 6. It literally says that, for we know that Christ, having been raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death he died to sin once and for all, but the de- the life he lives, he lives to God. So you must also consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. So it's even like I need to I sit down, I feed on that passage. Like that's actually renewing something in my mind because it's telling me something about who I am. So it's actually I go and live differently in my day if I think about myself as being dead to sin and alive to Christ versus being somebody who just shouldn't sin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anymore yeah so it's like that's an example of just like one sentence from the word two like i said before when the scripture is meant to reveal jesus to us so as the holy spirit reveals jesus to us actually like stop and engage with jesus in the word you know he is the word mm-hmm. you know so we're receiving him and so praise him thank him if something hits you like stop and be i love this like my dad will do this all the time and he says this he'll say if he's convicted about something he'll stop and he'll say jesus thank you for revealing that to me show me more Mm. because then it's you're not just reading a book it becomes a conversation and also worshiping him in that being like like there's sometimes when we read the word and we're just so overcome with who he is and his majesty and it's like okay then stop and he's like stop and worship me in that um and then pray the word, like declare even that word that we said before, like I'm going into my day. And when a temptation comes, I'm praying over myself. I am alive to Christ and dead to sin, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and that renews my mind. And then or really, this is not just reading scripture, but also being mindful of what you consume, you mm-hmm. know, like, and it's not just don't watch this because it's sinful, but is watching this going to affect my walk in the spirit? 
Mm-hmm. Is it going to make it, not is it sinful even, is yeah. it going to make it harder for me to walk in the spirit? Mm-hmm. Because once we begin to walk in the spirit, we don't want to compromise anything. And then five, if we're meant to have the nature of Jesus, like be, I just heard this recently actually of like, go and you, we know what's in Jesus's closet. We know what clothes he wears through the scripture, like figuratively. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. and I love that. Like, it's like, and we're like, God, make me more humble. It's like, well, we know Jesus was humble. He's like, you already have access spiritually. Go in and just put on the jacket of humility. Mm. And dot, start be, start practicing humility in your life. Mm-hmm. And so you don't just have to wait for me, you know? Oh, man. Very good, Rachel. Read the word, worship the word, speak it out, pray it, be sensitive to what other sources are coming in, and then live by it. Put on Christ, you know? Mm-hmm. Those, are, those are practical, those are tangible, and those will transform your mind and will lead to living like Jesus. This was Rachel Herbeck from Renewal Ministries. I'm Pete Burak filling in for Al Cresta. We need a break, but we'll be right back.